let's get right into it. Imagine you're on vacation clocking out of this unique hotel. Not having a care in the world. Days pass and you tell your coworker about your experience, recommending it. You go home, turn on the news. While you're in the kitchen, you hear Cass tell the viewers about the scandal in the mountain and the exact hotel. Two men found dead. We can assume one of them was the murderer. As you hear this, the television drifts off as you just stare at nothing. Well, this is basically the plot of the story that I'm going to be telling you today. Um, so I've had the brilliant idea to do podcasts over movies or books. However, these podcasts are just going to be over movies that I've never watched before. Right? Right. These movies, I'm not going to go back and watch it again. No. Instead, I'm going to try to recall to you guys what I can remember. The... Hmm. The purpose I say of these movies or this podcast is simply because I like knowing how the brain works. Uh, It's weird to me how some people are able to remember anything and everything, yet other people can forget the exact moment a thought comes into their head. And I am said people. But I'm going to try and recall a two-hour movie that I've watched weeks ago. That's funny, right? Right. Anyway. (laughs) That recap might have been confusing, but that's the point of it. I drew you in, did I not? Right. I have your attention. Mm, The movie that we are talking about is The Shining. I've heard about it, uh, never watched it. But then I've heard about the movie Dr. Sleep. And I'm a fantasy type of gal, so of course I watched Dr. Sleep because I didn't really realize it was horror. Uh, I didn't really care if it was either because I kind of like horror, but I'm just more into fantasy. And so Dr. Sleep wasn't scary. It was just superpowers or unnatural abilities, which I really liked. I liked um, that it referred to another movie, which was The Shining. And I was like, oh my God, I might as well just watch the movie because it didn't, it didn't make anything. It didn't make it confusing how they referred back to it though. Like they made the movie so well. To the point where you didn't have to watch The Shining to like understand what's going on. No. It was understandable in itself. Anyways, it did kind of um, explain some questions, which is who is Tony? Um, Which is the black man, but like why is he there? Is he dead? Is he real? Right? Um, What are these abilities? Where do they come from? And why is a guy called Dr. Sleep? I had a little bit of questions, but it didn't mess up the watching experience. Basically, the movie starts with the camera chasing a small yellow car 
up the mountain. And in this, the movie has a theme. It has a theme of having loud music. It's not good music. It's just, you know, instrumental music that's very loud. And as you get a feel of it, at first it's just it's just there. I'm I'm not getting scared. But you realize it comes in at these certain moments and then these certain moments you realizing I should feel anxious because every time it did come on something odd happened many times I'm like something's about to happen that's very not scary but like unsettling and I don't know what it is so that's fair warning if I say music you understand right right (laughs) uh so the car is jack's car he was going up the overlook mm, hotel he was going there for an interview so basically jack is a writer he is a father of danny and the husband of wendy in my opinion wendy is um so he's going up there to basically babysit that the hotel because the um owner does not want to like keep the hotel running during the blizzarding like winter time because it's not good for business nor is it good for the reception all the lines are always dead and I guess most people feel isolated. So it's like, I'm just get a babysitter for the hotel during this time and close down. And so that's what he's looking for. And we'll, you'll hear why he had to look for another one. Uh, so, so he, he's going to this interview. He doesn't know where to go exactly. So he's at the front desk. He's seeing people checking out. And as a scenario, I said before, that would be you. You're checking out and you're, you're smiling. You're happy because you just had this great experience of being up on a mountain. Uh, it's the hotel itself is extremely beautiful. The staff there is extremely nice. Everybody's helpful. And the, um, the furniture there are like unique to me. It's, It's nice, right? I would love that experience myself. So you're smiling, you're checking out and you see this man, he's going to the front desk and then a blind man comes up behind him. Blonde. Let me say that again. Blonde, not blind, blonde. Um, I say blonde because (laughs) there is no other way to describe this man. He looks very average. He, He looks like the average businessman, but his blonde hair just makes him look, um, I don't know if this man's name is like a slur now. Um, Donald Trump. <laughs> Donald Trump. He looks like Donald Trump. Yes. So he's behind him now. He's trying to greet himself. He's um saying hello. He's directing him to his office. And on the flip side, we can see that Danny and his mother is eating breakfast. And they're watching cartoons. You know, those coyote I'ma say Coyote trying to like run after that that bird. That's that's the cartoon. That's plain. So, um 
Danny is eating his food and Wendy is looking over at him and telling him that he'll probably like the move and the little trip. And he's saying, I don't think I will. Tony doesn't like it. And then she's like, why doesn't Tony like it? And um, she then talks to Tony. And Tony's like, I don't like it. I don't want to go there. That's the exact voice. Imagine a little boy making that sound. That That's creepy. But she's a A1 mom. So she just goes along with it, talking to the little Tony which is Danny's finger. Um, so then we can hear again. Um, the blonde man is saying, physically, it's not a tremendous job, all right? The only thing that I can get get to you is the sense of isolation. As most people do in interviews, Jack is just nodding. He's looking around. He's smiling. He's agreeing to everything this man says so he can, like, you know, give me the drop (laughs) so he's like that's fine I'm like a writer I need this sense of isolation so I can like come out of my writer's block this is what I'm looking for and so the man uh he moves in his chair he's like well in the winter of 1970 Charles Grady with his wife and two daughters he had a good reference, no previous crimes, no mental illness, nothing. But I can assume that the the isolation, he lost his mind. And Jack is like, no face of expression, right? He's like, not faced. He's like, hmm? Lost his mind? How come? It's like, well, he, he chopped them up. Still. Jack is not faced. <laughs> He's like, well, what can I say to that? <laughs> I don't think I will get that far. So we're back with Danny. Dan is, Danny is in the mirror with his little stool. He's supposed to be brushing his teeth, right? But he's talking to Tony instead. And he's saying, Tony can you like show me the hotel and Tony's like no and then he's like pushing it now he's telling Tony over and over can you please just show me and then Tony's like Jack got the drop he's gonna be calling soon and then we see that Jack called and he's talking to Wendy we don't care about that right we're we are spying on Danny right now. Danny is still pushing it. Uh, so basically, Tony was like, you know what? I'm going to teach you a lesson. I'm going to just show you because you're getting on my nerves. So one scene is blood slowly pooling out of the elevator. Uh, not really a scary scene or I'm just desensitized. I don't know. Then two girls standing in the hallway just looking and then you know they move fast to like the front then the back it's i don't know how to explain it you understand like those quote-unquote scary like scenes where the ghost once you like blink or something they just come close to you yeah that that's it 
And so Danny, as you know, just being a kid, seeing this is like scary. So she's like, um, the music is screeching at this moment. It's literally killing our earphones and our earbuds. Um, so he's looking in the mirror with his mouth open. He's scared and then blackout. Um, we wake up to his mother and another woman above him. Uh, so she's asking him questions about what were you doing earlier? Do you remember anything before you passed out? He was like, I was brushing my teeth. She was like, right, right. So anything else? He was like, no. And then she's continuing to ask questions. She hears about Tony. And then that's the end of the story. She says, I'm going to prescribe rest. So stay in bed all day. Don't leave this room. And he's like, why? Can I just why and i'm asking the same thing why why would you prescribe rest i mean yes rest but why stay in the room all day a kid no anyways she leaves the room with the wendy and then they go in the living room um wendy takes out a cigarette she's smoking looking beautiful as ever uh she's talking to the therapist and the therapist is asking another series of questions. He's saying, when did Tony come along? And she says, well, he came along after an incident when he got hurt. And the woman was intrigued. She was like, hurt? When was he hurt? And uh, Wendy's like, well, you know how kids are. He was playing around and I guess knocked over some papers. And Jack used to drink. So in the spiel of unsuspected strength, he picked him up on with his arm and dislocated it. And then the lady was like, mm. So he dislocated his own son's arm and Wendy's just like what but something good came out of it uh he said that baby I I will never drink another drop of that ever again and if I do you can leave me and she smiles while saying that uh my face was not smiling I was like "Mm, leave the man now because this man does not seem to really love her. And I say that because the ride there, he seemed annoyed of every breath she took. She's like really beautiful. I won't lie to you. Like To me, she's really pretty. How she talks is very soft and motherly. It's nice. But he seems annoyed constantly of her presence and I guess that's just what marriage does so um when they're riding there they're just talking and 
Jack just talks about, uh, you know, they they built the place over a, I think, a native burial ground and a whole bunch of stuff. And then the topic of cannibalism came up. And then, what was it called? Danny is talking about cannibalism and Wendy is kind of thrown off. She's like, how do you know about cannibalism? And she's saying, stop talking about it. Stop talking about it. And then the man just don't not listening to her. But Danny's like, it's all right, mama. I know about this because of TV. And then Jack is like, see, he knows about it because of TV. He's just laughing at her face. Uh, anyways, we get into the building, right? In the building, we are seeing still people are checking out but let's assume you already checked out right um people are coming out of their rooms it's it's half empty now it's just all the staff um and then the blonde man comes and greet them he shows them to their room he's saying this will we be staying and do you like it and they look around they love it and he said well if you ever get tired of it there's many other rooms in the place you can go ahead and check into those and then he walks down to the different departments then he meets Hal well I'm gonna call him Hal he is a black man in these times they are still racist however they seem to treat him very nicely um with Hal he is a chef so he shows Wendy and Jack. Um, he shows Wendy and Jack the kitchen, the pantry, the freezer. Um, he shows Wendy and Jack the kitchen, the pantry, the freezer. He's saying that all the different foods they can eat and how it's never gonna be the same thing twice. Um, that he names off everything as they're going through. And a very odd thing that Hal did was he asked Danny, how do you like some ice cream, dog? First, he said that without moving his mouth because he was talking about food the whole time. So how did he say that? Second, Wendy did not call Danny doc once they came there, but he knows that's, that's Danny's, you know, nickname so as they continue wendy's like um how do you know his name is doc and then he tries to like brush it off as i probably heard you say it she was like mm, no and she, she said i don't i never said it ever since i came here and so hal is trying to play it off he's like well he does look like a doc doesn't he what up doc <laughs> nom, 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 nom. right <laughs> And so Hal is like playing around with Danny and Danny is like not really responsive, but he kind of puts on a little smile. And so um, the blonde man comes around. He says, well, can I take Wendy for a moment? Because we have to like talk about all these other stuff. And Hal says, that's all right. Can I take um, Danny while you guys are doing that? And let's get some ice cream. And then he asks Danny again, would you like some ice cream? He said, yes, I would. And he said, which kind of ice cream? He said, chocolate. Um, 
And so they eat ice cream. Mm, I guess in the pantry area. I don't I don't know how said do you know how I talk to you without like moving my mouth? And Danny is still irresponsive. He's not saying anything. He's just eating. He said, well, I can talk to you through my mind. And then he goes on. He said, me and my grandma, we had it. She called it the shiny. And you too, Danny, you have the shiny, don't you? And then he goes on and on seeing that he has a gift. And then he notices that as he's talking, Danny isn't saying anything. It's not because his mouth is full of ice cream. He just doesn't want to say anything. So he says, why aren't you talking back, Danny? And then Danny says, Tony doesn't want me to. Tony doesn't like the topic. And he says, who's Tony? My imaginary friend. Where does Tony live? He lives in my mouth. He says, no, that's you, Danny. That's your gift. He's like, he didn't really say anything after that. He just, he knows what he knows. He's like, oh, I don't care what his old man's saying. So then as he's eating, Danny says, Tony shows me things. And he showed me the hotel. What is the 237 room? And then how's like, never go in that room and you know how old man people be like they just repeat the same thing over and over he's like never never ever i tell you never go in that room ever in your life don't even touch it don't even look at it don't even breathe by it don't go in that room for any reason and he's like getting mad and so the next day wendy brings jack and um breakfast in bed i don't know if this scene is really particular or pertinent to the story but jack sits up in bed and there's a mirror by the door and it's like right in front of the bed right and so he's literally looking through the mirror to his tongue which is white by the way and he's like yeah yeah <laughs> and so um He's just doing that, and then she gives him the plate of sunny side eggs and bacon, and he talks about how he loved this place at first sight, and Wendy's like, well, the first time I came here, I was actually scared, but I actually like it now, and he's like, he just says it again, well, I loved it. This man opposes to everything she says. Um, so. And so as they're talking, he's dipping his, um, his bacon in the egg. Oh, we've seen many cute scenes of Wendy being a nice, lovely mother. Uh, so we see a scene of Danny and Wendy um just running around together and we see a scene of Danny and 
Uh, as Danny and Wendy is running around in the field, Jack bounces a ball in his study, which is like um, a stairway with a desk with a typewriter in the middle. And then in front of it is a few um, tables and then a couch. And then there's a table with the maze on top. And there's a huge windows. So you see the maze. Um, then there's a scene where Wendy is watching the news about some missing girls on the TV in the kitchen. And as she's pouring food in the in the bowls from, you know, the can, we see Danny riding on his little bike in the hallway. And in this moment, I thought this is the scene where we're going to see the two girls. No. This scene, we see him drive by the room 237. And that's when, again, the music pierces our ears. And... Danny, why? <laughs> he goes up to the door, touches it, and attempts to open the door. In this moment, I'm holding my breath because I'm like, we know what's gonna happen in there, but alright, Danny, but it didn't open. Okay, so then he looks disappointed and slowly goes back on his bike while looking at it, and he just rides off. And so, and so, um, we see another scene of the, by the way, the music is still piercing our ears now. Um, we see another scene of Wendy and Danny walking through the maze. They're trying to go into the middle of the maze to this beautiful area, but they just keep getting lost. Like, nothing happens to them obviously because it was two hours of the movie and this is just like probably 24 minutes um so why the music is going haywire is because we see jack slowly losing his mind he is literally looking out the window with a smile dazed not doing work not doing anything he's just looking he looks a mess he looks like he hasn't shaven in i don't know how long it takes for a man to have like a little buzz hair his little hairs are flying away on his head and he moves over to the table with the maze and he looks over and i don't know if it's delusion or some supernatural way but he sees Danny and Wendy walking through the maze and walking in that little middle area as we've seen and so we see another scene of Wendy coming into his study you know as a wife does she's just asking him how he's going how everything is she's asking him if he wants a snack and that she can like read the the paper a little bit afterward and as all of that is happening we hear the music still <laughs> piercing our ears and then it abruptly stops when he flings 
his hand up in the air. Why he does that is to take out the paper of the typewriter. He turns to her and with the most annoying face ever, uh, he tells her, if you see me typing, if you hear me typing, if you see me in the study, even if you don't see me working, don't come in here. And he's just shouting at her. And we see her just look surprised, a bit hurt. But then she just hides that. And he's like, okay. And then she walks out. And so now it's snowing. Wendy goes through the the radio. She's wondering if any of them works. She sees none of them are working, so... She goes to the radio to call the police and she says, she asks them if, you know, if the lines are down and they say, yes, it is down because of the blizzard. And she says, all right, well, what should I do? And when can it be fixed? And the man says, it's going to be a while until it gets fixed because the blizzard is, you know, taking a toll on us so after spring or during spring not sure however I would say keep on the radio just in case of anything and she complies she does that and in these moments we see Danny riding down the hallway yet again with his bike and this is a scene hello Danny Why don't you play with us? Forever and ever? Yeah, (laughs) we get to that scene. Um, Both girls are just holding hands. And as they are saying that, we see the girls normal and then chopped up. Normal, then chopped up. Normal, then chopped up. And then Danny could not handle it anymore. He covers his face. And not screaming or anything. He just covers his face and hoping all of this is going away. And all of this happening, yet again, we have that screeching noise. And at this moment, we can assume every time the music screeches, either something supernatural is going to happen or something very hmm, uncomfortable. And so we get to the place where Danny and Wendy is watching TV. I'm not sure where this is. It's not their room though, but I wouldn't say it's the study either. Because <coughs> he says never to go in the study. Oh, maybe it is the study. I think it is the study because he was in the study at that moment. I'm just not having revelation. (laughs) So um, they're on the couch. No, she's on the couch and Danny's on the floor playing. And then he realizes, I want another toy. So he says, mom, can I go to get another toy? She's like, no, because your father's sleeping. He's like, I'll be quiet. She's like, no. He's like, please, I, I really want this said toy. And she just complies after a while. She says, all right, be extremely quiet. And 
that's what Denny does. However, as he's walking in, <laughs> he sees his father on the edge of the bed, sitting there, looking out the window. And it didn't take that much time for, you know, Jack to notice him. He turns his head like a maniac. Um, He says, Danny says, uh, I just came in here for a toy. He names a toy. Um, and then Jack says, all right, come here for a moment. He goes over to him. Danny's in front of him. It's, it's a weird scene. It's like he's never seen this child before. He doesn't know how to handle him. He doesn't know how to talk to him. But he holds onto his shoulder. He uses his shoulder and pick his, picks him up onto his lap. And he's like, you know I really love you, right? He's like, Danny's like, yeah, no, I love you too. And now he's like in his chest. Um, and he's like, I really love this place too. And I would like to stay here forever if we could. And so Danny doesn't say anything, but he's kind of put off by this because those two girls said they want to play forever. He doesn't want that. And he doesn't want to stay here forever either. He's seeing all of these, mm, I don't know if I can say this word, um, demonic things. <laughs> this is my second time being unsure if I can say something and still say it. <laughs> I need help. Anyways. Um, so... Then Danny just... I don't know why Danny did this. I would have smacked him because, child, you just put us in an uncomfortable situation. Danny says, Dad, would you do anything to hurt me or mommy? And then Jack is like, oh, did your mom tell you that? And he's like, no, I'm just asking. And it's like, no, son, I would never hurt you. He didn't say anything about Wendy. He just said, I will never hurt you. And so we go to a scene of Wendy. We go to a scene of Wendy, like a boss. She's with her clipboard in the boiler room checking if the boiler room is up to par. And in these moments, she hear Jack whimpering all the way from the boiler room. She hears Jack whimpering and screaming. And so we get a little bit of not really past tense, but the cause of why she hears that, right? Danny is walking down the hallway like a nosy little kid he is. He sees the door, 237, open with a key. He goes in there, yet again, nosy, and... We also see Jack. He's sleeping in his study, his face to the table. He's whimpering like, no, stop, no. <laughs> right? And then in these moments, we can literally see him fall to the ground, screaming and crying and then Wendy comes in and she's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? It's all right. It was a bad dream. It's all right. He's like, no, 
No, I I saw you. I saw you and Danny. I I killed you guys. And she's like, I don't know if I should hug this man or should I run. Um, but she continues to hug him. She's comforting him and he's just crying. He's like, I, that was the worst. That was the worst dream I have ever had in my life. I, I didn't ever want to see you guys in that position. And so Danny is walking in there with his finger, his like mouth, his thumb in his mouth. He's not listening to anything Wendy is saying. Wendy is telling him, go back in the room, honey. It's all right. Your dad just had a bad dream. Go back in the room. I'll come up to you in a minute. And he's not hearing anything. He's just walking, walking forward or the best he can. And we see that his clothes is a little bit wonky, but we don't know why until the camera moves and we see his neck is scratched. That's odd, right? Uh, Wendy sees that as well and she's just terrified and hurt Um, she's like who did this to you who did this to you he's not saying anything so she picks him up and we are back at the little pov of Jack he's on the chair now just looking at them dazed confused on what the dream he just had um at this moment this little little snippet of a moment i feel for him not feel for him him but like wendy kind of uncalled for what she did um he's just looking and i get why he's not going over to his ton because he just saw a dream where he killed them and he was scared i would be scared too i'll be like i'll be rewiring that dream over and over in my head I would not be responsive to anything else outside of my brain right now and so he's just looking at them but not really Wendy is looking at him horrid she's like you did this (laughs) you're a monster you did this and I'm gonna stop right there how in the world how how did she connect in that beautiful brain of hers that the man that was literally sleeping at the moment that Danny was walking to that 237 room or even though she didn't know that Danny was miles away from Jack who was still sleeping and shouting and then falls to the ground how did Jack go from his study to 237 room to scratch Danny to run back and fall on the ground it doesn't make sense it doesn't and I would be mad too because how could you how could you come to that conclusion that's stupid (laughs) but anyways that's exactly what happened um we see Jack walking down the hallway. He's mad. <laughs> He's mad. He's like, Ugh, how could she? Why would she think I touched my son? And he's like flinging his arms everywhere. He's like punching the air. He's kicking his feet. And then he just turns the corner into this bar area. He's like, 
for what I do for a drink right now. And then he just. <sighs> and then he opens his eyes. And there. Mm, I'm going to call him Leo. There is Leo. Leo is asking, what can I get for you today? Mr. I forgot his name. So I'm just saying Jack. <laughs> I really forgot his name, um, Mr. Jack, and Jack is like, I'm so happy to see you, and then he basically gets a whiskey or vodka, I don't remember which, I don't care for it, and so as he is downing this, he goes for his pocket, trying to get, like, take out money, and then he realizes he doesn't have any money, so he's like, how is my credit, Leo? And so Leo's like, your credit is doing fine, sir. He's like, that's what I like to hear. And he continues to drink. Um, but I guess this is a fantasy because once we see Wendy running down the hallway, frantic with a bat, screaming, Jack, Jack, <laughs> Jack. And then she sees Jack and she's like, she handles him she um touches his shoulder trying to get his attention and then he's like he looks up at her with a funny looking face but apparently he's supposed to look angry but he looks so funny he looks visibly drunk although we can see that he had no drinks uh so and so, um, I can't cuss on here, but he says, are you out of your freaking mind right now, lady? And she's like, no, it's, it's about Danny. And she's always just like, this. I'm having too much fun with this. Um, she says, it's about Danny. He said a woman in 237, she's the one that scratched him. And then. I don't know what to do. I don't know if it's true or anything, but can you please go look? Can you please look? And she's like, I don't think anybody is in 237. Are you serious? Are you like insane? He's like, no, I swear by it. Please, Jack, please. And then he's like, all right, all right. I'm going to go check it out. Just leave me alone. And then it cuts. We see Jack walking into the room. We see him walk into the room, right? Okay. Um, we already we see that he's a terrible husband and father, but this just solidifies it. <laughs> so, um, he walks in there and he sees a naked woman taking a shower or like not really shower, a bath. And I'm gonna like look low key stop right here and say, This bathroom i wish i had this bathroom it is so beautiful and the color i love it i love it like i don't know what it is with old time um interior design but we need it back i don't need these modern um minimalistic no i need those mm. if you ever watched um clock orange clockwork 
it's a odd movie as well i love and i mean love the interior designs like i'm I'm not going to be an interior designer because i don't have that you know skill set or eyes for it however god i love those things um back to the point where is the point (laughs) he sees the woman taking a bath and she slowly either seductively or um you know in a scary way comes out of the tub and she walks up to him he walks up to her slowly and she's a young woman slender and conventionally attractive to me i'm just saying to me um and he's just standing right in front of her as she's naked and she touches his arm and moves his jacket and he's not arguing or anything he's just going with it kind of surprised as this young woman is taking interest in him i would be surprised too because this man is disgusting not in action but looks too um (laughs) sorry for the actor (laughs) uh he they then like kiss and the music shrieks and we're like ah man here we go again right we already know what's about to happen um we see danny is low-key seeing and hearing this right now and he's having flashbacks of this lady she's not young anymore she's literally bobbing in the water an old lady wrinkly skinny hmm skin has holes in it i have a phobia for that i was so disgusted uh the skin is falling off yeah decomposing but still alive that that's what's happening <laughs> so we see danny is seeing that and so does jack he realizes that the person that he's kissing their mouth is low-key falling off in his mouth it's like oh i i gotta gotta back out and that's what he does he backs out with his arms stretched open and the lady is like laughing at him i was laughing too i was like gotcha and he basically runs back to the room and wendy i'm gonna say from here on out wendy kind of annoyed me she's still beautiful but god dang she annoyed me because she just kept on crying understandably yes but jesus christ girl like it just it just annoyed me she's like (laughs) it's like it's tears with no tears you feel me like you cried enough stop it just cry from the inside (laughs) so danny is quote unquote sleeping now and so um and so um jack comes back in the room and he's and then wendy greets him she's like um did you see anything was there a woman did you take care of it and he lies he says no there was nothing i didn't see anything there was absolutely nothing 
And then, so they're walking to the bed and then he says, you know what I think? I think he did it to himself. And then Wendy is like gasping at this moment. He's like, I think he made it up. And then she's like, I've been thinking about it and I feel like I should bring him to a doctor and Jack doesn't say anything to this but then she says we have to leave I have to bring him to the doctor and then the thought of leaving Jack is furious he says you always find a way to wreck my life don't you and then he just storms out and so and all these great moments um like i said before you hear the shrieking right danny is seeing these flashbacks but also seeing his father making out with a dead body necrophilia uh so is hal hal isn't seeing the scene however he feels something is completely off he is literally chilling in his bed when screeching happens and it just pressures him into the bed more he's staring up at the wall he's like terrified and then we see him calling the the hotel but nothing is coming through so he calls the police and the police is very nice uh the police is saying that all the lines are down right now and that he can call them but how can call back call the police back in 20 minutes and so while the next scene is happening the policeman is calling continuously so as i said before how not how um jack is has stormed out correct jack is now walking down the hallway yet again talking to himself angry he needs to calm down um so we see balloons silly strings like you know confetti they're on the floor it was odd but though jack seemed to be confused he also had a knowing look like he knew what it was going on so he walks into the bar area once again full of people and the doorman greets him talking about hello mr jack nice to see you tonight and he greets him back saying it's nice to see you he goes straight to the bar area once again trying to order some drinks this time he has 20 dollars in his pocket and the man says no it's on the house jack is extremely disappointed at this i don't know why but he chalks it up of like saying i want to know who's buying my drinks leo and so (laughs) and so leo saying that's none of your concern sir and then we see jack he's like okay (laughs) he just keeps smiling he's just joking around saying what drink he wants yada 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 saying this is a nice party isn't it uh he looks around and then 
he drinks and then he gets up to go to the restroom. And as he gets up, we see a butler or a waiter with drinks, expensive drinks, that is. Uh, <laughs> I forgot the um, the English word, but I'm going to say in kind of my language, it's dashwe. He basically dashwe the um, drinks on him and... Jack isn't really mad, but he's like annoyed and the man is like, I'm so sorry, sir. It's I'll get that out, sir. Let's go to the restroom. And he's like, No, that's that's no need. I can just take these here and he's like, Oh, I got some on you too. And he tries to like dab it off of him. He's like, No, sir, these are very expensive. These are yada yada yada. It's stains. It's like, Oh, okay, then I guess I will follow you to the bathroom. And then so they do that. And he continuously calls him sir, right? And so Jack is in the bathroom with him. He's He takes his little towel. He's wiping off his hand. He's dabbing off his jacket. And he's joking around. And he says, what's your name? He says, Charles Grande, sir. And... Jack's like, uh, what? Says I'm Charles Grandy. Is it? I know who you are, but you used to be a caretaker here, weren't you? He's like, no, sir. I've I've been serving all this time. I'm just a butler. And he's like, no. You used to be a caretaker here. I know you. I've seen you before. And he said, no, sir, you are. You've always been a caretaker here. And at that moment, Jack is just looking at him, either suspicious, angry. I don't know. It's just so much emotions on this man's face. And he's complying. He's like, I have says yes sir and then he says well I know what you did to your wife and kids and he says hmm he says how are they doing he says they're doing just fine sir yet again keep calling him sir um he's like no you killed them and he says I don't remember that but I do give them a good talking to. And so I don't know what changed or yeah, I don't know because I totally forgot. <laughs> like I said before, some things I'm not going to remember, but basically this man just really kind of low down on calling him sir. And they are talking about the murder now he's talking about the um you know i don't know talking to and he says did you know your son is planning to bring a third party into this situation and then jack is like intrigued like no who he's like a black you know the slur i'm gonna say black man a black man 
and they both look at each other and they just con- they, they said it three times at this moment <laughs> they said a black man yeah a black man a black man yeah a black man <laughs> and so he says a naughty boy and he says you know it's his mother she she interferes and then he closes off saying personally they just need a good talking to if you don't mind me saying sir perhaps a bit more and they just look at each other and we go back to the room hmm no we see we see that um jack he hears the police calling right and he cuts it off he just cuts off the connection so you know what's happening anyways we see um wendy still crying (laughs) and danny is yet again quote unquote sleeping uh she goes into the room to check on him he is still crying and she's just walking around the room with a cigarette in her hand right and then we hear red rug red rug red rug right and then she bursts into danny's room and she's like what's wrong what's wrong honey what's wrong and then she's like danny what's wrong wake up wake up he's like I'm not Danny. Danny isn't awake right now. He's asleep. He's like, Tony, what's wrong with Danny? Wake him up. Danny, wake up. Wake up. He's like, I'm not Danny. It's Tony. (laughs) Tony is asleep. Not Tony. Danny is asleep. Right? For like, uh, that's how they ended the night. The next day, the next morning, we see Tony, not Danny, Tony is eating breakfast, watching the same cartoon he was watching before all of this happened, when he was back home. Yeah, it's the little beep beep, that cartoon. He was watching it, eating cereal, or was it a sandwich? I don't remember. They seem to correlate to me. (laughs) Um... He's eating that while Wendy isn't eating at all. She says, honey, I'm about to go talk to your father for like five minutes. All right. She emphasizes on this five minutes part. And so Tony is just nodding. He's like, all right, um, see ya. And so she walks out. And she doesn't see him. I don't see him either. Um, so she's like calling for his name. She has a bat in her hand, by the way. She's like prepared for something to go down. Um So she's she sees that he's not in his study, but the papers are there, so she's just like calling his name looking around every corner yada 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 and the music is shrieking 
yet again at this moment. But we don't know when something's going to happen. Um... We see um, her go to his little typewriter and the paper stacked up. And we see it say, Jack is a dull boy. 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 Yada, yada, yada. Same thing over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. Every single page is the same thing. I don't know the meaning of this. <laughs> Somebody help me. I'm not sure what that's supposed to mean. Um, but she's terrified at this. She's terrified because I would I would assume she's terrified because this man is typing the same thing over and over again. I would call that insanity. Um so as she's doing that, holding the bat, she hears him saying, Do you like it? And she turns around screaming. She's like, do you like it? And she's like walking away. She's backing up. She's like, I I just came down here to talk. And he's like, oh, really? All right, let's talk. Let's talk about Danny. And she's like, <laughs> she's just whimpering now. She's crying and he just continues like let's talk about the fact that you want me to leave leave this place that was giving to me to care for this will mess up my reputation and they're basically i don't know how i don't remember uh they basically are walking up the stairs now um she's like a pro <laughs> i don't know how you do this She's walking up the stairs backwards, looking at him. I don't even remember if she looks down sometimes, like, look at her steps. She's just walking backwards, um, looking at him. And he's just walking up, intimidating him, talking over and over about how she ruins his life. And then he's like, she's swinging now. She's swinging the bat. I don't know what she's trying to do. <laughs> she don't like she's really trying to use it obviously because she loves this man and so she's like oh she's swinging it and then jack is like give him the bat it's like no no it's like give me the bat wendy give me the bat it's like no no i, I can't i can't it's like wendy give me the bat i'm gonna just bash your head in i won't hurt you I'm gonna just bash your head in. And he's like, no, 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 no. She's not even like mad or anything. She's just crying. He's like, give me the bat, Wendy. And that's that's when she hits him. But I think that was a mistake. He falls over the stairs and that's how he knocks out. Not from the hit, but he knocks out from, you know, falling on the stairs. And so in these moments, we see Wendy. I don't know how she did this. She She's a strong woman. She's literally dragging this man by his feet to the kitchen area, the pantry, not the freezer. I don't know why she didn't do that. But 
the pantry area and he's mumbling he's his eyes is rolling over he's mumbling and then as like she gets to the door we see her struggling with the door which i guess is iconic or like not really iconic but funny because the door isn't that hard open ma'am you just you're just terrified at this moment and so she's struggling with the door um and so as we see her struggling with the door she puts him in there and we see him reaching for her leg she's he's like what are you doing wendy what are you doing and then she locks the door and then at that moment we can see him running to the door and just banging on it he's like wendy what are you doing and then she picks up a knife with her bat and she is now pressed against the kitchen table she's like crying she's on the floor crying and then i guess jack had a great idea he said wendy no he said honey i don't i don't feel so good my head hurts he says it just like that like you you hit me really really hard and he's looking at the door he's like jingling it at this moment and then Wendy's like she's not really taking the facade she's like I'm about to go I'm leaving I'm bringing Danny to the doctor and I'll, I'll bring a doctor back I promise and then he just stops he's like <laughs> then you're gonna like see my little surprise which is i took the engine out of that car and at the beginning of the movie i forgot to mention the blonde man showed them the car or um mm, i don't want to say tractor it's not a tractor mobile (laughs) mobile i'm gonna say mobile it's a mobile um that drives through the snow and he took the engine out of that he was really ready basically and so we see her running to the garage area and like he said it was gone and so we go to the scene of jack in the pantry area and knocking he doesn't really wake up to like get up from this he just opens his eyes and he just sits there and then he says it's grady sir and then it's like oh he runs to the door and i guess he realizes with his insanity why is part of his insanity talking to him through the door not only that knocking but he just goes along with it they talk about how jack has basically disappointed the council whatever the council is um saying he doesn't have the stomach for um you know giving a talking to to his family he can't go along with this he's not 
good enough and that he they should just leave him and jack is like disagreeing he's like no 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 just give me another chance there i swear i i have the stomach for it i just she caught me off guard and the man was like all right we'll give you one more chance and then he opens the door i don't know how this fragment of imagination opens a door but it did anyways (laughs) jack is free from prison uh in these moments we hal did not forget about them he called back um but it was it was no good the police said the radio was cut off and then with that he was like all right i'm gonna book a plane he (laughs) planes there that's a terrible phrase but stay with me he um flies there there you go he flies there um and then at the airport station we see him on the phone talking to another friend of his um saying he needs a mobile as well because this this friend of his he owns them or he distributes them and he's like i really need this favor can you please like help me get that and he's like i don't know i mean the best i can do is in a few days weeks and he's like no 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 i need it now it's like what's the hurry how he's like the people at the hotel are a bunch of let's call them mean people yeah a bunch of mean people and he's like all right then i'll try my best and so in these moments we see him driving in the mobile up to the the hotel not really there yet but he's getting there okay and so wendy i guess all the crying knocked her out because she is asleep and danny is not here tony is tony is still he is still saying the same thing red rug red rug and he picks up the knife that wendy had earlier and he picks up the lipstick she had on the table next to the bed she hasn't woken up from the the word red rug um so danny is moving around very oddly we can hear that the actor is like losing breath kind of as he's saying this (laughs) while he's moving around he's like he's like you can hear it in his voice that he's like getting tired but that's just a little thing that i noticed anyways he slowly moves to the door and he writes murder in an odd way at that Uh, should i talk about dr sleep quick reference the word murder is written again by the other child actor um in dr sleep so it's like another reference together and i found that thing to be extremely cool because it was written the same way which is odd the e was turned the r was turned it was an odd way and a childish way of writing and it was iconic basically and so as he wrote that he puts down the lipstick respectfully (laughs) and goes up to his mother with the knife not to like stab her anything he just sits there with the knife 
And he's a red rug, red rug, red rug. And he's like shouting now, right? And then she, she screamed and she's like, oh my God. And she takes a knife. She doesn't put it down. She just takes a knife. She picks him up and then she sees in the mirror, like I said before, the mirror is right in front of the bed. So she sees a mirror that is reflecting off of the bathroom door that he wrote on and she screams. I would too, because that was sudden. And yeah, so she is she's picking him up, and then at that said moment, we hear Jack. Jack, ugh, this man literally shouts and tries to like jingle the door at this moment the actual bedroom door um and she hears that she takes um what you call it she takes danny into her hand with the knife and runs to the bathroom and we see that jack has an axe he bashes the door for like five to ten minutes um with the axe trying to get into the actual room, right? So she has enough time to <laughs> not throw, but escort Danny out of the bathroom window and also try to wiggle herself through the bathroom window, but the window did not budge to give her space, so she was stuck in there. And so she hid at the corner, which is like right beside the door. And she has a knife in her hand. She's scared, right? Danny is literally just outside in the snow looking up at the window. He's like confused. He's scared. And he stupidly runs back in the building. And so, um, we see, we see, um, Jack finally got in the room and then he sees they're not in the room. So he goes to the bathroom and then he's like, little pigs, little pigs, let me in. And he says, not by my chinny chin chin. He's having fun, by the way. (laughs) He says, then I will huff and I will puff and I will blow. While he says blow, he literally bashes the door. And he bashes and bashes and bashes. And until he has an opening where he can, like, put his hand through. Before he does that, we hear the iconic scene of, here comes Johnny. And he's looking at her. She's screaming. She's holding the um the knife. She's like, ah. <laughs> I'm not laughing at her, but it was funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> And then, smart thoughts, smart thoughts. She cuts him. He, she cuts his, um, his hand as he puts his hand through the door to, like, you know, turn the knob. And he's like, like a little wuss. He literally screams like it was the worst pain ever. And he backs away, right? In this moment, we can hear Hal coming through with the, um, mobile. <gasps> A better word, shuttle. He comes through with the shuttle, right? And this catches his attention. 
And so Hal is walking through the building unknowingly, um, calling for their names, and we can hear music. Here we go again. Here we go again. Jack is now limping with his bloody little hand and his axe. He's quietly limping, and we see that Hal is unexpected prey at this moment. And like I said before, Danny has already come through the building again, and he has hid in a kitchen tray. You know those rolling trays? Yeah, with the bottom that can open. He went into that in one of the hallways. In this said hallway, up farther up we can see Hal has come through he's calling their names but nobody's replying obviously I would not either I'm scared there's a man with an axe and so Jack hears him happy as ever he <laughs> he hacks him on the shoulder and as anybody else does he screams um with this scream I'm not sure if the pain transfers or Danny was just scared, but Danny as well screams. Um, and in that moment as Hal dies, Danny is trying to sit still, acting like he like didn't just scream and Jack is like, Danny, come out, son. Come out, Danny. And... And so, what is it? Danny. And Jack is now walking down the hallway to try and get to the little tray. Just for, um, what you call it? Just for Danny to, like, run out. And with that, Jack is trying to run after him with his little limp and bleeding hand. And Danny runs out of the building completely once again. And this time, he goes to the maze. Uh, Where is Wendy in all these moments? Well, she has decided to finally come out of the bathroom because she realizes that this man is gone. Uh, She goes through the... <laughs> She goes through the um the building. I don't know how she didn't I don't know how she realized that Danny wasn't outside anymore, but she she just I guess motherly instinct she realizes that he's probably in the the place now. And um she's running through then I, I I don't know what made her think let's go upstairs. Yeah, that's where my kid would be, upstairs. She goes upstairs, right? And then she sees a horrid skit. It was just two gay men. I, I don't know why the music made that seem so scary, but they were just, you know, chilling. <laughs> so I didn't see anything scary about that. And then she runs, she's scared, she's like flabbergasted. And then she, um... She continues, <laughs> she continues to run, um, and then we see the pool of blood. I'm sorry, let me say that again. She sees a pool of blood, um, running out of the elevator, 
And she's scared of that too. <laughs> but it was like in slow motion. It was so odd. Um, and then as she's running down the hallway, we see this man with a bloody forehead and confetti all over him and a drink. He's like, <laughs> he's like, nice party, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know why that scared her, but she just started running. I'm I'm assume I'm gonna just assume all these have scared her because they're supposed to be alone in the building, but she sees all these characters coming out of nowhere. And so <clears throat> and so, um and so she's running and she's running she finds herself outside at this moment shouting for danny she's not going in the maze she's just outside shouting for danny danny is running for his life while jack is just make it a game danny has realized that his little feet has made a trail towards him in the snow and then he says all right i'm gonna just stop right here and cover my tracks Jack is still making a game out of it and he's calling Danny come here son Danny and so Danny has outsmarted him the man realizes that these footprints doesn't go anywhere he just got lost and Danny has ran away back out the maze into his mother's arms they take the mobile The mobile that Hal came into and drives off. Uh, We see that as Jack is bleeding out and as it is very cold in the area and that he's very like confused. He's never been in the maze. He is his first time, so he doesn't know what's going on. He's still shouting and then we can hear him not shouting as much. And we see him limping, worse, falling over. And so he falls. And we think that the movie is almost ending. No, it is almost ending. We just think it's done, but not really. The music, as I was saying, it was playing, but I wouldn't say it was a sweet sound. It It was shrieking, but not as loudly. We think it's slowing down and then boom. And then with that boom, we see Jack. I don't know why this is funny, but Jack holding on for dear life with the axe, with his eyes frozen over. Like it's open, by the way. His eyes is open, frozen over, and he just looks miserable. He looks mad. He's like, ah, didn't get killed. Type of mad. (laughs) He's just sitting there. And he's frozen over and then the camera panels to actual sweet sound. Uh, We are coming to the end where they show Jack in a 1921 ball picture with his um, suit and he is in front of everybody smiling he is in hand with a drink <laughs> i'm i don't know what to say about that part but 
I guess his spirit manifested into this scene for forevermore. He is stuck with the hotel. Uh, which is, I'm guessing, a reference to Dr. Sleep as well. Dr. Sleep, um, we can see that Jack is the bartender. It's not Leo anymore, it's Jack. And so... That's the ending of this movie, The Shining. And a little bit of reference from, you know, Dr. Sleep. Um, I know I missed some parts, which is the purpose of this podcast, because you can see how my brain works, which is not that well. <laughs> uh, but... I hope you guys had fun listening to this and I hope this has brought a topic up for you guys and conversations or, you know, it sold you on watching this show itself. You see which parts I have forgotten, which parts that you like, which parts you can remember. You feel me? That's it for this episode, The Shining bunnies lounge fruits podcast y'all have a good night